it's Marque from the Marque Show. You hear me every day at 11 a.m. on News 104.5 WOKV. First of all, thanks for listening to the Marque Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion Podcast and Jacksonville's Morning News Interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks again for listening. We're entertaining meets informative. Let me tell you something. This man is so damn funny, it isn't funny. Marque, you're good to go, man. I would marry me some Marque. Marque! A fresh perspective on today's issues. You are doing a great job today, buddy. Mark K is always good in my book. Just settle down a little bit. You talk too fast. Other than that, I love you. This is the Mark K Show. Brad Kavanaugh did bad things. Uh-oh. That's what we learned over the weekend. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, we're going to isolate that one for sure. What's up, everybody? My name is Mark K. Thank you so much for joining me. Listen, before we even get into Brett Kavanaugh, we got to talk about Rod Rosenstein, who I know we just sent out a push alert saying he's, uh, he's getting fired. But the story I'm now reading is he quit because... I don't know why. Usually you want to get fired because that way you can collect unemployment insurance. But I mean, I mean it may work differently in the government. Um, I've never you know, had a desire to work for them. Deputy, uh, Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein supposedly, according to Axios.com, has verbally resigned to Chief of Staff John Kelly. Now, this is weird to me because I would think that you would resign to your boss, who is Jeff Sessions, the Attorney General. But I, I guess it doesn't matter. He went to the Chief of Staff. He said, I'm out of here. And John Kelly was like, peace, bro. And then uh, that's it. That's that's where we are now. Now I know what you're thinking. OMG, what happens to the Mueller investigation? If Rod Rosenstein is the guy in charge of the Mueller ob- uh, investigation and Jeff Sessions has already recused himself, who's in control? The answer is simple. It's Solicitor General Noel Francisco. Now I know what you're thinking. Oh, my God, Marquet, how did you know that? You're so intelligent. Truth of the matter is, I Googled it. I Google uh, I Google pretty much anything. Or I ask Alexa, but I don't have Alexa here at work. I should get one, in fact. Alexa should be my co-host. Alexa should be... Alexa, she is so creepy sometimes, but very knowledgeable. Although she did really... She she upset me the other day. I, was, I lost my uh, iPhone. It was somewhere in my house. I couldn't find it. I knew the kids probably, you know, dropped it under the couch or whatever. And I'm walking around. I can't find it anywhere. And I need to check my FanDuel because, you know, the games are about to start. I want to make sure I'm not going to lose any money, uh, which I did because Jaguars. Anyway, that, that's, not, that's not pertinent to the story. So I go to Alexa and I say, Alexa, call my iPhone. And Alexa goes, I'd be happy to help you find your iPhone. And I go, great, thank you. She goes, but first, I need to make sure that this is actually you. I've texted you a security code. Please read it back to me once you receive it. And I look at her and I go, great, except I can't find my freaking iPhone, so stop texting me security codes because it doesn't. And, you know, anyway, that's a design flaw. But that's all right. I tweeted out to uh, I tweeted out to Jeff Bezos at Amazon, and I look forward to I look forward to getting his reply. Anyway, so I'll, I'm going to bring in Alexa in here. Maybe I'll maybe I'll even uh, be able to expense it. I'm going to set her up, and then when we have questions like Alexa, who's in charge of the Mueller investigation now that Rod Rosenstein has resigned, she can answer because she knows everything. Uh, or if we want to know Alexa. What's the weather going to be like tomorrow? I mean, we could call Mike Burrish or Ariel Nixon, or we could just ask her because she'll be hanging out. So so this guy, Solicitor General Noel Francisco, now apparently will be leading the charge in the Mueller investigation. Great news for Republicans because this guy is uber conservative. He's like an actual conservative. And the other thing is he's really, really a proponent of giving the executive branch broad political powers. 
which means he's probably not going to stand in the way of the Trump administration. And he may even curb uh, the Mueller investigation's A, uh, scope, or B, timeline. You know, if anyone was going to say, hey, you need to wrap this up by a particular date, this is the guy uh, that would. In fact, he has two options. When he comes in, he'll be Mueller's new boss. He could then just keep the status quo and allow Mueller to continue the investigation, or he could he could walk in and start throwing down some new rules. And I guarantee that uh, President Trump, <laughs> once he gets to Twitter later today, once he has a minute, he's in, he's in New York, he's meeting with the U.N., very busy man. But once he gets a couple seconds later today, I guarantee he will probably he will probably uh, weigh in on all of this. But for all of you that were saying, hey, Rod Rosenstein's got to be fired, he fired himself. He's, he basically he extricated himself from the situation. He was like, you know, which leads me to believe. And again. I have no experience. I have no investigative skills. I have no proof to back anything up. But it, it leads me to believe that the dude was guilty as charged. You know, the dudes, if, if he didn't if he didn't say, hey, I'm going to secretly take the president to prove what kind of chaos is going on in the White House. And, hey, you know what? I'm going to get with the cabinet later and we're going to sit down. I'm going to get a, I'm going to get I'm going to bring in some beers and some pizza. And I'm going to be like, yo, dudes, 25th Amendment. What do you guys think? I mean, if he didn't do any of that, then there's absolutely no reason for him to for him to, uh, you know, resign today. Sure, he prepared to be fired. Uh, so maybe he's trying to get ahead of the game. But clearly, that is an admission of guilt. I am H.O., right, in my humble opinion. Now, speaking about admissions of guilt, you've got the opposite thing going on at the Supreme Court, where this weekend, Brett Kavanaugh was accused by another woman. Of another more heinous act. And this time it wasn't in high school. It was in college. And Ronan Farrow from uh, the New Yorker magazine, Ronan Farrow uh, blew the lid off of this whole thing. No pun intended. Um, uh, <laughs> with Jane Mayer. However, blowing the lid off of this whole thing really isn't that at all. Because there's, again, no witnesses, no corroboration, no proof whatsoever. It was from years ago, and this woman just recently came forward at the, I mean, you thought, we thought that the, uh, that the first woman, we thought that the first accusation from Professor Ford, you thought that was zero hour? Uh-uh. This is like zero hour minus two, 25 minutes or whatever it would be. But, but, but Ronan Farrow found this woman, her name's Deborah Ramirez. Claims she was a classmate of Brett Kavanaugh's at Yale University and at a dormitory party gone awry. Had a drunken incident with Brett Kavanaugh that she now, after several decades, wants the FBI to investigate. I will go into the details of her claim as soon as I check with our lawyers and make sure I can say, you know, I can say that stuff. There's a lot of stuff probably I can't say on the radio. In fact, I may have to use code words. I may have to use like, you know, like instead of saying, you know, I don't, you know what? I don't even know. I don't even know. I mean, Alexa, can I say this? Let me check with Alexa, see if I can say this on the radio. Uh, and then I'm going to play you clips from the uh, the interview that George Stephanopoulos, who was surprisingly, I, w- I want to say not accusatory, but surprisingly skeptical and cynical about Ronan Farrow's account. And I say that because this dude, there's never been a bigger liberal in the entire world than George Stephanopoulos. I don't know if I don't know if he had a bad weekend. I don't know if he was upset because the Patriots lost. I don't know if he was upset because Ronan Farrow got a bigger scoop than he did. Uh, I don't know what his his reasoning is, but he came out and really attacked Ronan Farrow's investigative journalism, which was shocking because he was investigating a claim against a super conservative Trump nominated Supreme Court justice. 
I'm telling you, it's the weirdest thing. You've got George Stephanopoulos attacking fellow liberals. You've got the Browns winning and the Patriots losing. I don't know what the hell's going on in the world. Listen, quick break, and I'm going to bring you the Ronan Farrow interview with Stephanopoulos. I'm going to tell you exactly what this woman is now claiming, and we'll play some of your open mic messages uh, to see what you think. Spoiler alert, most of you think it's a bunch of bullcrap. 340-1045 is my number. My name's Mark K. This is the Mark K Show. We'll be right back. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. Thank you so much for joining me today, folks. So excited that you're here. This one going out to uh, former Deputy Sec- uh, Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, who has offered to resign. And if I were anybody in charge, I would up- I would take him up on that offer. I'm like, yeah, you know what? No problem. This is the day we've been waiting for. Uh, don't let the door hit you in the butt on the way out. Rod Rosenstein. Because, of course, all this stuff that all this stuff that we heard is true. And no doubt in anyone's mind that it's true. This guy's been running a shady, shifty operation since it began. You know, Jeff Sessions recused himself. Rod Rosenstein, I believe, prompt. You know what? And I bet. I bet. And again, I can't prove anything that comes out of my mouth is true. Uh, disclaimer. In fact, we should probably put that. Josh, make a note. We should put that in the show opening in the rejoiner somewhere. Like one hundred percent of the information on this on this uh, is conjecture on this show. But anyway, I, I guarantee that at some point he came up to to Jeff Sessions and was like, "Hey, you know what? Maybe you should recuse yourself." And Jeff Sessions is all like, "Why did I do that?" Because, you know, that thing with the stuff and the whatever. And then Jeff was like, oh, yeah, maybe. I, I guarantee that probably is what happened. And then uh, Rod Rosenstein came in, took control, uh, took a, a total control of this operation. And now that it's found out that he wanted to have Donald Trump removed by uh, way of the 25th Amendment, well, it, it was found out that he wanted to secretly record the president in the White House. Um, it's time now. It's time now for him to go. And that's exactly what appears to be happening, uh, according to the breaking news. All right. Let's get back, though, to somebody else who had a fantastic, you know, a not so great weekend, which was uh, Ronan Farrow. He and the New Yorker, they released this new report and it's a it's a second woman. If you you know what, because here's what happens. And this is basically typically how like if you look at like Bill Cosby and even Tiger Woods, who had a phenomenal weekend, right? Tiger Woods won more this weekend than the Jaguars did. Uh, but he had in Tiger Woods when this happened with his with his wife. What happened was you have one woman come out of the woodwork, so they find a woman or they pay a woman. Doesn't matter. They they find somebody, they bribe a woman to come out and accuse a man in power of doing something horrible, and then they wait, hoping that real victims will come out or additional victims. If it so happens that the you know like in the Tiger Woods case, I think he really slept with all those women. But you know with the Brett Kavanaugh case, you've got a woman that comes out and says this happened, and Brett Kavanaugh's all like. Nuh-uh. You know, he's all like, Kevin, no, it did not. And so he said, she said. So what happens is the Democrats then sit back and they wait because now they've put forth a strong female leader, a strong female leader who can say, this happened to me. Come and join me. Come and join me, sisters in arms, and let's rise up against this 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 Brett Kavanaugh and keep him off the Supreme Court. But nobody. But here's what happened: nobody came up, and because there's no one else to to join hands with her and lock arms and say, "Yes, this man is as terrible as you say he is." Yes, that me too, me too. No one stood up. No one came up and said that. So. In in order to keep, you know, this whole resistance going in this process, and, you know, moving forward and in order to to keep this Brett Kavanaugh uh, Supreme Court nomination from from happening, they did the next best thing, which is go out and try to search for 
or to to create another victim of Brett Kavanaugh. And that's exactly what they did this weekend with the help of Ronan Farrell and the New Yorker. Uh, George Stephanopoulos on ABC on ABC this morning said to uh, to Ronan Farrell, hey, how, there's a bunch of people that are saying this didn't happen either. There's a bunch of people siding with Brett Kavanaugh saying, we were there at Yale. This isn't the guy we know. This never happened. We never heard of this. What do you say to those? The point I want to make here is this. It is not accurate to say that those who knew him at the time dispute this. We talked to a roommate from the the time uh, that was living with him when this alleged incident took place who said he was indeed frequently drunk. Uh, that he took part in activity that made him unsurprised by this claim, and that he found this woman credible. He's one of several people in this story who back Ms. Ramirez. Buddy. And we wouldn't have run this if we didn't have a careful basis of people who had heard at the time and found her credible. But Yeah, and then, of course, George Stephanopoulos stops and says, but you don't have an eyewitness, you don't have any proof, you don't have anything at all to corroborate your story. This is all conjecture. This is worse than, you know, the other story that came out. And, I mean, it, it even rivals the dossier that CNN printed uh, uh, you know, months ago, right, months before the election. So this is th- th- basically George Stephanopoulos is 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 looking at Ronan Farrow squarely in the eye and saying, "How could you print this?" And Ronan Farrow's answer is shockingly not shocking. <laughs> and it's going to have to wait. We're going to play it before you right after the news. 340-1045 is my number. 340-1045. This is the Marcasia. Quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, by the way, breaking news. Uh, as Sirius XM is buying Pandora, Michael Kors is buying Versace, and ain't nobody buying any Blake Bortles jerseys today. What's up? My name's Mark K. This is the Mark K Show. There's so much news. Now, I don't mean to be Captain Obvious here or anything, but if you couldn't see this coming from a mile away, you're crazy. I don't know what he's talking about. Rod Rosenstein quitting or uh, Brett Kavanaugh getting uh, accused by yet another woman, this time a, a college uh, cohort, who said she he did like, really, really, I mean, the things that he did. Brad Kavanaugh did bad things. Uh-oh. 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 <laughs> Sorry. Uh, apparently, she was drunk at a party. She was on the floor. People were chanting. There was some kind of sexual, sexually explicit toy that came near her person, and then it went away. And then when she woke up, there was a real one. And I, the whole thing is bizarro. And then, on top of all that, it took her a long time a long time to figure out oh yeah it was Brett Kavanaugh and that's actually something that uh, when Ronan Farrow was talking to uh, George Stephanopoulos about because Ronan Farrow blew the lid off this investigation once again just a couple of days now before this new hearing where where uh, you know what's her name uh, Ford will uh, be able to testify and Kavanaugh will be able to, to defend himself once again you know just days before that happened now you have another accuser coming out of the woodworks with the help of the New Yorker magazine and George Stephanopoulos the unlikely skeptic, you know, grilling Ronan Farrow saying, hey, how can we believe this woman after it took her six days of trying to recollect, uh, you know, who in fact it was? I would say that that's extremely typical of these stories when you're dealing with trauma, alcohol, many years in between. I think that the more cautious witnesses that I've dealt with in cases like this uh, very frequently say, I want to take time to decide. I want to talk to other people involved. I want to search myself and make sure that I can affirmatively stand by these claims in the face of what she knew would be 
a crucible of partisan pushback. A crucible of partisan pushback. Wow, talk about a guy trying to sound a lot smarter than he is. That's that's, that's something. A crucible of partisan pushback. Uh, basically, that means a lot of people are calling BS on this whole thing, which, rightly so. Who really believes that if you were blackout drunk at a party and you didn't remember somebody's uh, somebody, you know, dangling their stuff over your face at 30 years ago, who's going to say that you now, after an additional six days, are able to come to the clear and concise perception that it was Brett Kavanaugh. How is it that if you can't remember after 25, 30 years, taking an additional six days is going to help? Do people's memories get better with time? Is that something that we're now claiming? Because I feel, Mike, I don't even remember what I talked about at the beginning of the show. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even remember what I said at 1107 today. Luckily, we record it all so we can go back and find out. Uh, but that's that's Ronan Farrow's take that this woman, you know, she sat carefully and she said, hey, let me think about this and let me take another day. And she talked with her lawyers and she talked with members of the Democratic Party. And after all of these discussions, then she was finally able to come to the conclusion that, you know what? Yeah, it's been 25 years and now six days. And, yeah, I was blackout drunk. Uh, but I remember clearly it was Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, it definitely seems far-fetched. And that's something, again, that 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 you, you sensed from George Stephanopoulos as he did this interview. And he even said, why now is she coming forward? She came forward because Senate Democrats began looking at this claim. She did not flag this for those Democrats. This came to her to the attention of people on the Hill independently. And it's really cornered her into an awkward position. That's why she took time to think about this carefully. You know, she said point blank. I don't want to ruin anyone's life, uh, but she feels this is a serious claim. Um, you know, she considers her own memories credible, and she felt it was important that she tell her story before others did without her consent. Mm, I see now. So this woman was approached by the Democrats who went to seek her out because she didn't come out on her own. And that's, again, the thing. When you dangle like that, I told we had this metaphor last week of the of, of Professor Ford being the uh, being the bug zapper. You know, you turn on the bug zapper and you say, this happened to me. Zzz. And then you expect all these moths and flies and things to fly toward the, the blue light, you know, to come out of the woodwork and say, yeah, here we are. But that didn't happen. So the Democrats had to go out and find her and convince her of her memories. That's what it that's what it sounds like to me. Uh, and then George Stephanopoulos stopped. This was the dumbest question ever. <laughs> he, asked, he asked Ronan Farrell, hey, did you ever at any point while you were discussing this or investigating this and writing up this story? Did you ever at any point stop and think, hey, maybe this isn't a credible witness. Maybe we don't have the kind of corroboration that we need. Maybe we don't have the proof that we need. Maybe we shouldn't publish this. <laughs> Here's what he said. George, I just want to stress very clearly. We take reporting of this type extremely seriously. The evidentiary basis for this, the number of witnesses who were told at the time, is strong. Uh, it's in excess of what we typically see in this kind of uh, investigative reporting. The deal with sexual assault, uh, assault claims is very often that there aren't multiple people willing to say they witnessed it in the room. 
And the individuals who were most primary to this are people she alleged were egging Brett Kavanaugh on. And those are the ones who signed that statement that you talked about. So there's not a lot of people in the room when these kinds of things happen. And all the people that were in the room said, hey, that didn't happen. Uh, on top of that, he says we have more sources that could corroborate this could have happened than in any other time in our past in our history, which means when it comes to fake news reporting, they have more people backing up this fake news story than any other fake news story they've had in the past. Three four oh one oh four five. Let's go to Suzanne who's been waiting very patiently. Suzanne, thank you so much for calling the Marques show. What do you want to say, Suzanne? Well, since the Democrats are always in for demanding investigations and they're so worried about everything, I know she claims she doesn't remember where the party was, but I'd insist on finding out some way, somehow, and having an investigation to find out where this party was or all these parties that let a 15-year-old drink at their house and get drunk to the point where she doesn't remember how she got there, she doesn't remember how she got home, and those parents should be arrested. How about that's the real crime, letting underage children drink like that? And I don't believe that she knows it was Kavanaugh. I don't know him. I know what I heard about him, and I don't know her. But I can tell you what, if you're that drunk that you don't know how you got to a party or how you got home, you're going to claim you know who you were with? Oh, come on. You've got to be kidding me. Yeah, I'm just sick and tired of every time there's an election, somebody did sexual harassment, and it's always the Democrats involved. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We really appreciate it. We got an open mic, uh, too, that said something similar about that. Yeah, what they're doing to Kavanaugh is this comes out of the Democratic playbook. They did the exact same thing to Herman Cain to get him to drop out of his candidacy. Which is a great point and something I've talked to him at great length. In fact, we should probably try to get Herman on the show sometime later this week, uh, you know, if he would ever return a damn phone call. Let's be, let's be, every time I call, it's like, Mark Kay? Decline! Shucky ducky! Anyway, no, but maybe I'll have someone else call him. And, uh, and we'll, and we'll see. Maybe we can, maybe we can coerce him to come on the show and talk a little bit about that because that'd be a great story. And it's right in line with what's going on. Let's go to Rosa in Green Cove. Rosa, thanks so much for calling the Mark K show. What'd you want to say? Hi, Mark. How are you today? Doing great. Thanks. That's good. Um, the one thing that really discusses me. Okay. I had the same situation happen to me in college and I reported it there and then. I'm not going to go ahead and wait 35 years. Knowing that Judge Kavanaugh, he's innocent of this. This is a bunch of bullcrap lies that the Democrats are doing all over again because they're sore losers. Because my President Trump had won. No, I mean, look, and that's it. Look, it's different because they're seen. And thank you so much for your call. It's now the two accusers without any proof, without any corroboration, who are foggy on the details. It's it's probably the even the even the fake steel dossier was very specific as to when it happened, where it happened, the hotel rooms that it happened in, the prostitutes, the dirty, disgusting things. I don't even know. I think they may. And again, zero credibility. When on anything that comes out of my mouth, but I, I believe they even had the names of the alleged strippers in that steel dossier. I could be totally wrong. Again, it doesn't matter because the whole thing was made up anyway. <laughs> but it, but it, that was even more credible sounding than either of these two reports. And yet these two reports, or at least one of them, is going to end up in front of the Senate giving testimony later this week. I'm almost I would be embarrassed to give that kind of testimony. I don't remember the exact date. I don't remember the exact location. 
I think it was 1982, but I'm really even foggy on the year. Come on, you can't pinpoint a year when something like this happened. I mean, that Brett Kavanaugh, by the way, on the flip side, has all of his calendars from 1982. Get this. Talk about a hoarder. This dude handed over calendars that he has from 1982, and he's handed them over to the Senate Judiciary Committee. And none of the calendars corroborate the story that he was at a party, that he was anywhere near this situation. He was traveling. He was doing this. He was doing that. It backs up his story. And my whole point is, if somebody out there wants to be the Supreme Court or the next Supreme Court Justice of the United States of America, and they have... They have calendars that they've kept since 1982. They should be confirmed because that person is easily more organized than anyone else in the United States government at all today or probably ever. Quick break. More of your phone calls. 340-1045 coming up. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. Mark, I honestly think she was looked for and sought out and promised something to do this. Yeah, that's uh, that's what Ronan Farrow said, at least, that the Democrats sought her out. Uh, because, yeah, there were rumblings that this story happened, that this other woman from Yale, from Brett Kavanaugh's college years, had this horrible, horrible thing happen to her at a party that she kind of remembers, doesn't really remember who it was. But here's the, okay, here's one interesting thing I read in the story. Apparently, after now several days of recollection, she is now clear that it was Brett Kavanaugh. And one of the things she said in her interview, or one of the things she said in whatever, I, I guess the New Yorker article was she remembers someone walking after basically there was some nudity involved and some inappropriate touching with parts of the body uh and she was of course drunk and on the floor so you know not a willing participant apparently and and she alleges then that, that what happened is she woke she woke up she saw somebody standing over her that looked like brett kavanaugh and then she kind of heard down the hall someone saying brett kavanaugh just did this thing which is odd to me because when you're hanging out with your friends, do you call them by their first and last name? Like if this happened, if you know, if this, if you're at a party and everyone's drunk and there's music and somebody's whipping it out and playing around with it and you, and you leave, do you just go, do you go, oh my God, you'll never guess what Brett Kavanaugh just did. No, you say, oh my God, Brett just did this or dude, B-Dog just did this. I mean, that's typically how my friends act. There's a nickname or you or you just go, yo, Cav, check out what Kavanaugh just did. You don't say both the first and last name again. That's and that's one of my that was the thing that shocked me most, because I know that when I do dumb things, my friends just call me. Well, I don't really have any friends, but if I did, I'm sure they'd call me like, you know, oh, my God, Mark just did this or Kay just did that unless there were multiple Bretts there. You know, it could be that there were two Bretts at the party, in which case then, yes, you have to specify. You have to specify, hey, Brett Kavanaugh just did this because you don't want Brett Johnson. Uh, that's a bad choice of name. Brett, uh, Brett Smith to take the heat. 340-1045. Let's go quickly to Steve in Middleburg. Steve, what do you want to say, sir? Hey, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. Um, you're, I've enjoyed listening to you. You're very entertaining and informative. Oh, wow. I appreciate that. Thanks. I only shoot for one of those, say, so that's good. Uh, I want to say three things, actually. The first one is, um, if you went back this many decades on pretty much anybody that back then in their high school and college years and how much everybody partied back then, you'd probably find many skeletons in their closet. Two, I think this is just 
another situation that's going to improve the chances of the Republicans taking over in November, the House and the Senate. I, I figured we were going to win the, that Trump was going to win the presidential election by a landslide, and he did. I think the majority of the people in this country are more sensible than um, what uh, what the mainstream media would right. like to think. And three, uh, they need to look at the results of what uh, is going on in this country and not the man. Yeah. Everybody hates Trump, but they're not really paying attention to what's going on in this country. Hey, thanks. That's a great point, Stephen. Yeah, everybody, everyone hates Trump, but they love the tax return. Uh, they'll love their tax return come April. Listen, I got a bolt. I'm out of here, but we will continue to follow this Brett Kavanaugh story and if any, and also Rod Rosenstein. If anything else new happens, you can get it. You can get all the info right here. Uh oh. On News 104.5 WOKV. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.